0: Hello. Hello, Merlin. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm
1: doing good. How's everything? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I sound different. I'm 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 trying this uh different set of cans. Oh yeah. It's very, it's very crisp and uh. sibilant. I bought these in March, but I didn't like the cord. So I'm I don't trying blame them you. again. They're real nice. What's wrong with the cord? What is it doing? Ooh. Uh, you know, it's one of those uh tight and curlies. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, it's good. It's a little bit straight at the end. I got probably eight inches of uh, erect straightness at the end, <laughs> and then it goes to curly, tight and curly, and then it's straight a little bit at the other end. Oh, it wearing, sounds
0: like the um, the Sony Dynamic Stereo Headphones MDR seven five oh six professionals.
1: Those are those are very those are very good. These are bare Dynamic DT seven seventy Pro two fifty ohm closed dynamic headphones bundled with Blue coil, six foot headphone extension cable three point five millimeter and headphone hook. Headphone oh, hook. Okay.
0: 19, the... 1988.
1: <laughs> don't you start with me. I rewatched some of that. Did you? It's great. Squeezed and pulled, squeezed and, pulled and hurt my neck in 1988. Um, boy, they're real crisp. I had to turn them up though. I think these want to be powered. I don't know if 250 is enough ohm. Really? I, I had to turn them up a little bit, but I don't mind. I don't mind. I got a whole switch for that. There's a whole dedicated switch just for my cans so that's good. Ooh, these sound great. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I haven't even had any coffee yet. Hmm. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Oh, uh, not it too much. It seems so a- quiet. It seems so quiet. Cool. It sounds, it's, I can really hear the quiet. Uh, it's weird.
0: I, I, I had, I forget if we talked about this last week or not, but remember when we were, I was talking about my glasses and the issue with the things, the bifocals, and then the weird, I had a handful of people, and I apologize if I said this exact same thing last week. Oh, I, I do then, it all the time. Then, I, then I'm just out of my mind and, and you'll just have to hear it twice and so will everyone listening. But yes. the, what can happen on modern, modern day glasses, the lenses almost always have some kind of a coating on them. The The most popular coatings seem to be anti-glare and anti-scratch. And now there's a third one that also costs $1,000, which is uh, some kind of basic blue blocking in there. So anyway, I've always gotten at least the first two and now I get the third one put on. I don't care. I feel like it's eventually, there'll be so much layered on these that, that it'll be like they but live. Your,
1: it, is, it is your eyes.
0: It is my eyes, Merlin. And you need your glasses. I do. Okay. Uh, but what I'm saying is, eventually, it'll be like um, they live, and I'll put them on, and I'll see things how they really oh. are in the world.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But
0: mm-hmm. in the meantime, apparently, a great fight scene in that movie. That's the best
1: fight scene. Put them on. That's a really, that's a really good fight scene. The that's way a good movie. what can
0: happen over time it, with some of these films that they're putting over glasses, with lenses, is that they. Uh, they, they seem to break down in some way and it can be caused by heat. And that seems to be the number one thing. Like maybe you leave your glasses in a hot place, like your car or something like that.
1: The the crack and peel, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. That what they, what it's actually called a number of people told me this is that, and and it can also happen in the plastic of the lens itself. It's called crazing lens, crazing. crazing, crazing. Lens crazing, and Never so heard of that. yeah, so I hadn't either. But apparently, it can happen. It can be caused by the the coating. It could be caused by the plastic itself. But that oh, that yeah, looking the, at it, something wow. can happen. A
1: network of lines or cracks in the fired glaze surface. Oh, look at that!
0: Yeah, lens crazing.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, that could be real pretty if it's pottery. But you're not wearing prescription pottery. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> so it can happen in small little patches
0: or areas, and that's what happened to me. And uh, long story short, uh, I told the guy in the store in the place, and he's like, Oh yeah, that could happen. I'm like, okay. So I got the new and I'll tell you something else though. Please. And this is um I have an eyeglasses
1: anecdote too. We could make that whole
0: theme. be The theme of the show. Tell me something. Well, I went in there and I, you know, I don't know if it's just Austin or if it's just this glasses place. But they're very laid back. They're very chilled out. And the guy that's in there, uh, Trevor, super laid back dude. And I was in there and I, we kind of had a nice rapport. I'd spent some time in there and he was, you know, we were looking to different glasses and talking it through and he seemed to be super chill. And at the end it comes time to pay for it. And he's like, do you have, you know, insurance? I said, no, of course not. I have nothing I'm paying out of pocket. And he said, all right. And so he starts writing down the numbers and mine are, as, as mentioned many times, my glasses are expensive because I need to have what's called a high index lens because the, the astigmatism that I have is so weird in particular, and it's on a, a rotation and everything else that, that the best way to do it is with this high index lens. So I've had to have these for a long, long time and they're much more expensive and they have to be sent to a special lab, of course. And oh, so, gosh. oh yeah. Like everyone else I know. It's they a,
1: can, but it's a whole thing.
0: It's a whole thing. Everyone else can walk into a lens crafters and an yeah, hour later they walk out with freaking like a
1: glasses. Real, real simple. I mean, I'm basically wearing just two different kinds of magnifying glasses with nothing in between. <laughs> it's basically, I'm wearing <laughs> like, like a, a Sherlock sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, mine
0: gets sent out and takes like a week to 10 days to get back. And then they sometimes have to send it out again. And it's gotten better over time as far as the technology of making these stupid lenses. But I'm grateful that they can do it because I can see with them. So I'm grateful every yes. day for that. But- But I was looking at cool.
1: Everything's been going great. Now it's time to sign on the line. That's dotted.
0: Yes. And I'm looking at these totals and I said to the guy, I'm like, you don't have like a, like a friends and family discount or anything like that. Do you? And he kind of looked up at me and he's like, I think we're friends by now. I said, I feel like we're friends. He's like, Oh, "You, you can get the friends and family. Dude, it saved me over like 300 bucks. He, he basically gave you his discount or a friend's some, some kind of a discount. I don't know what it was, he he did
1: you, but he did you, as we would say in the South, he did you a kindness. He did me a a serious kindness. And that's amazing. See, I would, I I would think that would be, you got stones to do that. I would think that's, I'm sorry, I'm sharpening a pencil. I would think that that's uh, kind of awkward. Well, he he didn't feel, he didn't seem put upon though. I said, I told him, I said, I'm just curious if
0: it's there. And he's like, yeah, I can do that. I said, you know, you, you don't ask, you don't get, he's like, yeah,
1: I could do it. It's true. My so, friend Harry, my friend Harry Munkhorst, used to say, best way to get something in life is to ask for it. Is he like a seven foot tall rabbit? He's very, very tall. He had hair like Michael Stipe, and uh, then he lived in uh, Gainesville. Okay. Could this be an ASMR thing if I just sharpen with my coombe long point? Not for me. What What if I did it with like, uh, but bi- I don't binural, respond
0: binural. to ASMR at all? I have zero response to you that. You haven't found
1: your ASMR. Well, that's another way to say it. Right? Maybe, 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 unless maybe getting a discount on glasses is your, as <laughs> same <laughs> response. Well, but you know, the, you
0: shivers. the thing that I thought about <laughs> afterwards was it really, it, you know, if he, the way I asked it was super, I'm like, I need a discount. It was like, eh, I am just curious. Do you, can you ever, can you do something like, can you do something like that? If he had that been never like, never works for
1: me. I'm if he had to do said, it, and it
0: never works. If he had said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, we, I can't do it. i would have been like, that's cool, dude. Um, but wouldn't have affected. Like, I wouldn't have been upset. And I think it was clear based on the. I've been in there a few times. He knows me that he wouldn't have been like, felt mm-hmm. really put upon to do it. I wasn't guilting him into it or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I just asked, and he said yes. And there mm-hmm. was. I feel like there was a good chance he would have said no. But the fact was, if I hadn't asked. I definitely wouldn't have gotten anything. And so there hmm. have been so many times when, you know, I've been at a restaurant and I've, I've told the person who brought out this happened last uh, two weeks ago. I, I met a couple friends and we were at this breakfast place, even though it was lunch. Cause I like having breakfast at lunchtime. And I said to the, uh, I said to the, to the guy, I said, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is my favorite thing, whatever. And he brought us out free food because it, like, I was, I had said something nice to him, made him feel good. We got free food. That's so nice. But well, the so thing is kind like, people. I think this happens all the time. And mm-hmm. I think, I, I think people really, you know, it's, I was not, my expectation was zero by complimenting the, the food and saying how much we liked the restaurant. I was had zero expectation. I wasn't
1: saying it to get something. And I think well, that was, it's not like you're in across. college where like you couldn't afford more food if you wanted it. Mm-hmm. It's purely a kindness. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that's. It's like when somebody like gives you a free dessert or something. It's. It's just. It's. It's nice when people are nice. Yeah, that's so cool. I see. I'm. <clears throat> I'm terrible about stuff like that. Like last night, <clears throat> we had kind of a tight night and um and got delivery food and uh, it's a place I like pretty well. What kind it's, of food was it? Um uh, Mediterranean. Oh, because my my kid really likes a, uh, a chicken kebab. It's a nice <laughs> little plate. You get a plate with a chicken kebab little salad and some rice and um and uh i got the lamb it was bad what, bad as in i took a bite and it was like something from like a roman feast oh right? no your, your, no it was it the lamb had turned the lamb uh. had already lied lied down on broadway it was it was nasty i had one bite and i threw it away oh, and I, no. didn't, I didn't i didn't do anything about it because like I, I now that's my evening Right. That's my evening. If I, if I do that, cause like, what am I going to do? I'm going to, so it's, you know, through a delivery service. So do I contact the delivery service? I guess I could call the restaurant directly. I kind of felt like it was one of those things and I know this sounds like the kind of thing an old man says, but it honestly, I did. It, was, it wasn't even about getting a refund. Although that would have been nice. It was, it was about like, they need to know this isn't good. That this is bad.
0: They, yeah, because there could be a health risk. There could yes. be a customer satisfaction. No, you know
1: what, Dr. Don, if you're listening to, uh, at me and let me know if I should. You know what, Dr. Don, if you're listening, I know you used to listen. If somebody tell Dr. Don, should I, should I contact a restaurant if I think the food wasn't, wasn't, the food was, when I say bad, I don't mean in quality, although it is that in the Venn diagram. I mean, as in like, I don't think, I think this was spoiled it's very complicated. Once you get into that whole food safety racket, it's so complicated. I think that he's going to say, yes, it's all different. You think I should have said something? Mm, Yeah.
0: I mean, here's what, here's, here's the way I look at it. No, I agree with you, but here's the way I look at it. If it, think of it as this, they give them all the benefit of the doubt in the world they don't know about it. They don't know that it's gone bad. They would mm-hmm. never mean yeah, to serve right, it. Right. And, and maybe they're serving it to other people. Maybe they're eating it themselves, whatever it is. I feel like they need to know that that happened
1: and, that if well, you, and that's, that's the thing. Maybe, maybe they, you're right. Maybe they don't know, but maybe I'm, it's like they always say, you know, do you want your kid to be the, the last one who dies in a war? Like I could be, I could be the canary in the coal mine. I right. might be the first person that got it. Who knows how many other people could get it. I did the wrong thing. Dr. Don's still at me. Let me know what you would do as a food safety professional and adjunct professor, I think. What should I have done? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you get your glasses,
0: Oh, I got them! I got them yesterday. They finally oh, came terrific. back. In, and they're great. They're working great.
1: Can I tell you my my funny eyeglasses anecdote? Yeah, go ahead, caller. <sighs> Thank you. First time optician. <laughs> an optician is not an optometrist. Is not an ophthalmologist. Very
0: different. Very so different. different. Should they're we break PhD, it down for people, or should we leave it as an, th- uh, as an think, exercise I for the listener?
1: An optometrist, I believe, tests your eyes and does uh, kind of low-level eye medicine. Don't at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think an optician uh, makes and vend's glasses, and I think an ophthalmologist is like an actual like MD. I think.
0: Yes, you are correct, and I would like to bring to bear one more detail that an, op- an optometrist is a doctor, but they are not a medical doctor. They oh, typically like a have- doctor. Yeah. They typically Mm -hmm. have like two to three more years of school Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and that's, that's what they need. What, what they are qualified to do is identify the main eye diseases, give you a basic eye exam, you know, the thing where they flip the little, little things back and forth. And, and I don't want to, uh, teach
1: them how to say better or worse.
0: Yes. Uh, one or two, one or two. And
1: Mm they, um, they, but I don't want to sound like I'm diminishing that no, they but they do. have to know how to use the apparatus and how to find things like the early stages of glaucoma, macular degeneration, yeah, all that, stuff. All so that they're, stuff.
0: They know what they're doing.
1: You don't know want ob- that stuff.
0: But an ophthalmologist, those are the people who are MDs with a specialty in eyes. They probably did like the regular residency at a hospital. They, they, can, cu- they can cut into your eye for fun yeah. or
1: profit. Oh. They can do all that stuff. Oh. Okay. They can make you bionic. If you want bionics, you've got to go to an ophthalmologist. Or a cyber, cyber ophthalmologist. Cyber
0: ophthalmologist,
1: a beloved member of my family. I I don't like to talk about this because she heard I talked about it. Oh no, she got mad. But a beloved. How did she hear about it? She heard about it. Let's just say, let's just get this. Let's settle this. Okay, once and for all. Let's go all the way back. All the way back. I'm I'm visiting our mutual friend John Roderick at his home in uh, Seattle. Twelve. 14 years ago, okay, long time ago. And what, what John doesn't play this up so much anymore, but John used to be really famous for wearing different glasses. Mm -hmm. And I knew he had a large collection of glasses. I'd seen the glasses like around his house. He has some really cool ones like on display. Um, but at one point I'd said, yeah, I really need to get new glasses. He's like, you want a pair of glasses? And I was like, well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to take a hit off your collection. (laughs) He's like, uh, (laughs) he's he's like, uh, follow me, follow me. And he takes me downstairs to the basement where he has, you know, like if you go to a drugstore and you see like the Foster Grants on a spear <laughs> rack. Yeah. He had three of those. Oh my God. He has so many pairs of glasses. And of course, he has great taste. Um, I, I, I don't like the guy personally, but he does have great, great taste in fashion. And he had so many amazing pairs of glasses, most of which were ludicrous. Um, Elvis glasses, not a problem. Like he, he's got them all. And he kind of, he goes and he kind of plays optician. And he's like, try these on, try these on, try these on. And he put, he pulled out this one pair of glasses and I put them on and they were so cool. He's like, that's the ones. I'm like, I cannot possibly take these glasses. These are so cool. He's like, no, please, please take them. And they were like, uh, he had estimated, I think they were probably from the late 50s, early 60s. And uh they were kind of this brownish, rounded but not round. Not like not like a lady in an eighties movie or Michael Keaton round, but they were round-ish. Okay. They were translucent, kind of brown, plastic. And uh I, I took them home. And I got, I got lenses put in them and they became my canonical glasses at a time when I did think a little more about personal brand. Like you go look at my little, uh, my little Twitter icon. I'm wearing those, you know, a Dave Gray version of those glasses. Long mm-hmm. story short. We go and we have a, we have a meal with a beloved family and I had taken my glasses off probably to either get kisses from the dog or play <laughs> with my kid because I took the glasses off a lot cause I really liked them and didn't want them to break. I put the glasses on a table. You get busy when you got a one or two-year-old. And uh, we left. And <laughs> apparently, while she was cleaning up at... Listen, no shade, no lemonade. This is t- like 10 years ago, okay? Water under the bridge. <laughs> but, supposedly, when she was cleaning up, she found the glasses and <laughs> threw them away. Why would you throw them away? Why would you throw away, Why would you a, throw pair away a pair of glasses that you how the process of elimination clarice how how many people at the dinner were wearing glasses and if they got let anyway it's probably just an oversight i'm sure it was an accident right benefit of the doubt but i really love those glasses those 10 years ago or whatever now i don't know how many years but i love them and they fit me like the arms were right and yeah. everything was great and they looked good on me and um and, you know, I've gotten glasses over the years, but I really haven't put my back into it. You know, I was like, eh, whatever. I got another pair of glasses. Uh, probably now five, five years ago, four or five years ago, uh, we would had a really long flight, well, again, for one of our summer sojourns to see family mm-hmm. in New England.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're at Logan Airport waiting for a bus to take us somewhere. My kid is, you know, tired. It's like 11 o'clock or whatever. And we're wrestling and we're riding around on, uh, on the suitcase was a rolly suitcase. Okay. And I fell off the suitcase. She was fine. <laughs> my glasses broke. Oh. I still have a scar over my eye. I'm walking around Logan Airport with blood pouring down my face. Wait, I, when, I what year
0: was this approximately? A few years ago. Okay. A few years ago. I didn't know but, about this injury.
1: Oh, it's, you know, I'm fine. But I do have a cool scar. But, um, and of course I feel like an idiot because I'm walking around a Boston airport bleeding. But, uh, and my wife was super mad, understandably. Logan is the worst airport. Oh, No. Newark, buddy. Oh, Newark is bad. Yeah. Well, I had Boston Boston has legal seafood. You can get a really good lobster roll. I was also injured
0: in the Logan Airport. I'll tell you my story after you finish it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like I say, and then so we got some, uh, and there's still a little nubbin. There's still a little nubbin uh-huh. on the uh <laughs> on the hinge where the arm broke off. And so yeah. I got some super glue. And it really was fine for like over a year. I was very gentle with them. I started wearing glasses less. Eventually it broke off again. It broke off clean. And at that point, I had to just uh, fix it. Like somebody on a desert island setting a broken arm. I just had to like 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 you know, like <laughs> like you just glue the arm onto the eyeglass part of this the my replacement glasses that I didn't like as much. And anyway, so let's put that story to bed once and for all. Now, finally the arm broke off again. Mm. I don't I haven't worn them in over a year, except when I really need them. And when I really need them is like when I go to the movies or when I'm painting figs and I put on a pair of glasses that that lacks a left arm. Which makes my daughter Understandably. Very, very embarrassed. Because we're sitting there in the theater. Da, 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 and I gingerly pull this pair of glasses out and put them on. She's often sitting on my left. So she can she can see. She's like, oh, God. Why don't you get new, get a haircut and get new glasses? Just get new glasses. You cannot pick me up at school looking the way that you look right now. I said, mm. I understand. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I went to... Uh, My wife's like just get glasses and I'm like I don't know I don't like glasses I don't like doing things I really don't like going to any kind of doctor PhD or otherwise I just don't like going to places but we did and so I went to our our stupid healthcare covered place Mm -hmm. and really nice guy really nice guy did my did my did up my did up my prescription this was in January yeah I got a prescription this is how long it's been that I got to okay. update a prescription because I was ready to go. I was loaded for bear. But again, now I got to do things and I got to do stuff. And I just, ugh. I don't know. Finally, the other day, oh, and important, the 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 glasses man, the eye man had said to me, now listen, you should not order these straight from, he says, I'm not trying to sell you. on buying these here. You can buy these wherever you want. He said, but because of your prescription with your weird Sherlock Holmes Um, sandwich glasses, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it would be advisable for you to go to a legit, according to Hoyle optician where Mm. they do the fittings and all the things, because, because of the way these glasses work, if they don't fit right, they're not going to work and you're going to get headaches and be sad. And I said, okay, interesting. He said, so, so maybe, you know, I know you're going to want to go to the internet glasses place, but have they ever sponsored us? Uh, yes. Um, and, and, and and I, I appreciate
0: that sponsorship.
1: Well, this is part of my good story. I'll say. Uh, so he said, you know, maybe avoid Warby Parker because if you're gonna, you don't want to get mail glasses by mail because you need a special fitting. Okay. Flash forward, <laughs> February, March, April, May, June, July, July twenty first. My lady friend says, you know, why don't we, uh, why don't we wheel over to Warby Parker and get you glasses? I'm Like, oh, I don't <laughs> like doing things. I don't want to leave the house. I just want to. I want to paint my hill giant. With my glasses that don't have a left arm. Can you please, woman, please just let me be. So we, uh, and and the thing is, I've done three different try-ons with Warby Parker and I don't like doing things. So I've never gotten glasses. I get up to the point of ordering and I'm always like, oh, I just, I I never did it. So we go, we go to, we go to this really strange block on Hayes where there are like, I think four different podcast, internet commercial companies all on one block. Oh yes. There's an away suitcase uh, place. There's a Warby Parker. There's a, it wasn't a Bowling Branch. What was the other one? Casper maybe? No, it wasn't Casper, but there are three or four. I talked about it on Roderick uh, yesterday, but in any case, so um, we walk in there and everybody's super nice. They're way overstaffed and all the people are really nice. Um, I've never been to a store like this. Uh, my lady has, she likes sunglasses from there. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, check it out. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm like, okay, please. please. I'm just, oh, I'm, ah, uh, this is a thing and I don't like doing those things. And like, we go in there and uh, there's just so many glasses. I don't know what I did right on Sunday, but I walked up to a shelf and I put on a pair of black glasses that looked so good. And she's like, wow, those are really good. And I said, okay, okay, let's let's keep these on the maybe list. Keep looking. She hands me a pair of like Wes Anderson clear glasses. And of course they look like lady glasses on. Me, yeah. Yeah. So I take those off. I look over third pair. My hand has touched in this store. They look so much like my late, great beloved gone glasses. Mm -hmm. I look at them and I say, this is not possible. It's the right shape. It's the right color. It's the right everything. I put them on and she looked at me and she was like, Oh my God. And I said, yeah. Oh my God. And to quote the great Jeff Goldblum, I said, I think we've arrived. (laughs) You don't want to go too low. And, and, uh, and, uh, and so, you know what, ring a ding ding, fast forward. It's in process. It's happening. And, and, and they're gonna, uh, they're gonna have them delivered to the store. I go into the store and the store person there is going to get them fitted good for me. Mm -hmm. So that's the story. I'm very happy to have glasses coming. And I did it through Warby Parky. Now, 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 Warby Parky, Warby Parky, Parker Posey. And so here's the funny thing. We go out and my, uh, my lady wants to get one of those costly, costly juices. You know, like in one of those places, like a food truck area where everything looks, looks like a box car. Yeah. And, uh, and they sell seven, $17 coffee. She wanted to go get a juice. She's, she's getting her juice. I go to open my, my Warby Parker app. Very cool. My order is already in there because I gave my email address. And I go and look. And guess what was in the Bastic from over a year ago? The black pair of glasses. Really? That was the first pair of glasses I picked up. Now, now, this story may not be meaningful to you if you've never done the Warby Parker experience. They got a lot of glasses.
2: hmm
1: What are the chances that, okay, the third pair of glasses I picked up, bingo, bango, bongo, and Irving, perfect. First pair of glasses I put my hand to were already in my basket. I
0: think about that one. Uncanny.
1: Isn't that uncanny, Dan?
0: Uncanny.
1: Uncanny Danny? <laughs>
0: Why don't you tell me about something you like? Oh, I'll I'll tell you about a new sponsor we've got. It's called Manscaped.
1: Manscaped.
0: Did you get your box? Did you get your package? I
1: do, unfortunately, I'm like a hairless mole rat. So apart from seven discreet fourteen inch hairs on my lower back, I don't really have that much. But I did receive a very boss package from them, and I, I I'm I'm going to use it. I'm getting hairier. If if they had something for ears where I could really get in there. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm very wizened. Tell tell me about this. Now you're a man with hair. Yes. So I've seen you shirtless. You got a lot of hair. Uh so Manscaped. In my dreams.
0: <laughs> Manscaped is a it's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D. Manscaped.com. And so here's the thing. These guys, they specialize in making an electric trimmer that is designed to be what they what they call skin safe. Because if you've ever trimmed any of the body hair that you may or may not have, you know, that there are some delicate areas you've got to be careful around. And there's nothing worse than getting, uh, I don't want to get too graphic, but getting clipped.
1: You know what I'm saying? I mean, so like Without, you can use this on your bathing suit area if you want to, right? That's, that's, I think the the concept. Yeah. And, um, okay. and, that's, and I mean, you really don't want to get nicked on your
0: no, <laughs> parts. You don't. And so mm-hmm. they, but they have, and it, it's, but it's got everything that you would want in that it, it's, it's skin safe. It's not, it's designed not to hurt you potentially. Um, but it, it's, it's unlike the like regular beard trimmer that someone might have tried to use for something like this. It's not, it's designed for that kind of grooming in your, in your unmentionable areas. It's designed for that. it's designed to be safe for that and mm. it's so it's got all the stuff that you're going to want it's it's rechargeable every they call it the lawnmower 2.0 mm. <laughs> but it's rechargeable the trimming head is replaceable it's uh, it's designed for uh, wet and dry use. it's waterproof. it's got adjustable guards on it really? Yeah. Wow. And so you can do all kinds of uh, stuff with this. I mean, of of course, people might want to use it for their, their back. Maybe you want to use it for your, I don't know, your arms or legs, Mm -hmm. your front, your, uh, your undercarriage, whatever it is Mm. that you want to do, you can use it for this. And it really, really, it's great. And they've really thought of everything when it comes to this. And, um, you know, you, you don't want to get hurt. That's all I want to, that's all I want to say. You don't, you don't walk away from a hurt like that. And also think of it like this. If, if you already have like a beard trimmer, maybe you use one to like, you know, there's the hair trimmers you use to, to give yourself, maybe like John does a haircut, or if you just want to keep your sideburns organized, or if, you know, if, if you, there's a lot of different things you might, or you, maybe you have a beard and you have a beard trimmer. I don't recommend Merlin, and this is personal. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend mixing and matching these different devices. If you've got mm. one you're using up there, you probably don't want to use that one down I, there. I,
2: can,
1: I mean, I don't want to get too graphic, but I, I can speak to the issue of face. Yes. And I, I know that, that if you have a shaving method, whether, whether that's electric, whether that's um, a safety razor, whether that's, you know, I use, I, I use an internet razor, yeah. and uh, but you, you, you really want to pick one. You could use a, you could use one of those little uh, 35 cent Bix if you want.
0: I won't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. recommend it.
1: The kind, the kind that when the hotel gives you one, cause you forgot yours, one of those where you could <laughs> blow into it like a little whistle. Yeah. Those, uh, you know, fine. That's what I used to use when I was a kid, but like, boy, uh, you just, you want to find the one that works for you and do it. And boy, if you can get a 2.0 lawnmower, That's you what you it's
0: Christmas. the right, it's all about the right tools for the right job. That's as right. I, as That's I always right. say.
2: That's, you so always say that. Yeah.
0: They have a special for our listeners. It's uh, 20% off and free shipping hmm. with the code BACKTOWORK, one word, at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Promo code is BACKTOWORK. I, I, do yourself a favor. Do your significant other a favor and, uh, and go check this out. Thanks very much to Manscaped for making this show possible. Thanks, Manscaped. Bawk, bawk. Oh, and I, I want to mention, they also have these other things that they get. They get They get moisturizing, uh, like hair and body wash. They got a soothing, hmm. hydrating toner. They've got a uh, a deodorant for your undercarriage. I'm serious. Go hmm. check this out. Nothing wrong well, with looking your best. Undercarriage
1: deodorant is a thing they have?
0: Yeah. Go look at oh, it. Go man. check it out. I
1: didn't know I needed that. I no, probably
0: need that. You do. Trust me.
1: No one's going to tell you, right? I'm telling you now. You're telling me. I'm you, telling you. I'm, telling you. I'm okay. saying you need it. Uh, I'm sorry. You're right. I do. Oh man. We all needed Merlin. This has been a journey for me. I know. I know. Okay. So, did you want to hear about
0: my Logan injury or should we table that for another time?
1: Your what?
0: My Logan, Logan airport injury.
1: Oh, I do. I was just trying to find, so there's a way there's Warby Parker and then there's one other. Uh, yes tell me about we i thought it was an injury incurred at the movie logan um yes
0: tell me about your logan injury <laughs> that was an emotional injury this oh was a physical god, right? injury yeah have you
1: seen the, wait a minute pivot 20 second pivot have you seen the trailer for his dark materials no oh my god mm-hmm. well like i am probably i haven't my, my i've heard um, about the show but i haven't seen the trailer well, the girls read the girls read the first book and love but they both loved it um they read it together but, um, and I liked, I like the movie with James Bond. I like it. Um, and, and, uh, and the, the, the lady with the face that doesn't move, but check out the HBO. There's the a series. I think check out the trailer for his dark materials. It's got X 23 in it and it looks so good.
0: Okay. All right. I'm going Rogan to the airport. Logan Airport.
1: What year are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Oh, let's see. This would have five been years more
0: no more. This would more, have more. been maybe ninety. Let's throw out ninety-five. Let's okay, just Clinton, throw that right. out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. America was uh, falling in love with friends. <laughs> so my
0: my wife and I had gone on a trip uh to uh the 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 northeast. We kind of did a little bit of a journey we went and and drove around up there we went to see Vermont and we even went all the way up to oh. uh Quebec City oh, that sounds the nice. walled city and uh and and what, then what kind time of, of year
1: do you remember what time of year
0: uh it was like the cold, kind fun. of no it was like the beginning early fall so the leaves were just starting to change stuff like oh, that oh wow but it was a bit cold and it, it did rain so but anyway um we went up there and in New Hampshire, we had some muscles and the muscles made both of us sick. Oh no. And, or it, I think it made my wife sick and then I got it later so that she was sick when we were in Quebec city and then yeah. driving back from Quebec city, driving down to Boston uh, oh, to, no. to head out. That's when I started to get sick. So I had just like, it was the kind of thing like we pulled into the airport to return the rental car. And I had to make a beeline to the public restroom to, to, to vomit into the sinks in this, in this disgusting, uh, bathroom. And so I was, I hadn't slept. I hadn't eaten for a day or two. I was throwing up. It was really bad. And so we finally made it to Logan airport. We are, returning a rental car we're in the shuttle oh, I'm just, that
1: was at that time that was a terrible ugh, rental car experience because so you got to go to the little fenced-in area yeah and wait for the, they still have that it's gotten better but i remember it used to be so bad it was so bad and i was just
0: at this point i was just like please, i just want to go in home i just want to be done with this and feeling so sick and so we finally got to the airport checked in we're waiting for the flight and i i'm Walking, I said, I just, I'm going to go to the restroom and just, I don't know what's going to happen in there. And so I walk into the restroom and there's one stall and then there's, you know, and so I kind of do the thing where you kind of lean, lean down and look to see if there's feet, there's no feet and the door is slightly open. Right. You know, just like, though it's like a vacant, a vacant stall. That's all. All right. So I start to walk in, I'm half conscious at this point, and I start to push on the the door, and the next thing I know, bang, the door slammed back against me, slams me in the face, breaks my glasses. Oh God, you got beat up by a bathroom. And there's some guy in there. <laughs> what? There was a guy standing in there. He was an older uh man, uh with also wearing glasses, balding darker hair going gray olive complexion uh mm-hmm. didn't I can, say I can, get,
1: I can get you a sketch didn't say a word yeah i'm this is in Wait, case so we he, have some... he it wasn't the bathroom it was him that pushed the door yes he like smacked the door yeah he i guess detected there's a stall like that he detected what are you, marshall Dillon? so Broken he breaks. was
0: in the stall standing in there the door unlocked and partially open and I guess wait a minute, he,
1: he was in the he was stall in
0: the stall. Do I don't, you know, just how did you not see feet? Because he was
1: far in, I guess. Plus oh, the door was open no. and I was sick. And so and so he oh God. And so he um, uh impuls- not impulsively, but sort of without thinking, was like, no, no, somebody's in here. Right, but, but he I didn't think say that. He just slammed. He the said door. nothing. He said nothing. Oh, he's not Marshall Dillon. He's he's in a crouched uh, protective mode. I guess, and I guess he oh, did. No. He, he
0: sensed movement behind him, or maybe felt. Was he seated? The do- no, he was standing, fully dressed, St- doing nothing. Standing?
1: What is happening? Do you think you could be some kind of like a gray? That's an odd. That's an <laughs> I, odd thing to I, do. I, I don't know. Who goes? Who I've been, Believe me, I've had tummy troubles in those bathrooms, and it's it's not the kind of place you'd want to spend. A second longer than you
0: I was to. almost knocked unconscious by it. And I oh, said, to, no. what What the F to this guy? And he just stood there. He just looked at me. And Jeez. so I left, found another bathroom, put my glasses back bloody? together. No, the glasses oh, weren't sucks. in good shape. Though. I
1: see why you don't like Logan though. Yeah, it was- uh, where, we, where we go, the area where we go in what I'll call New England, uh, where we like to kayak. And, uh, and my wife left her purse in there. And lost her in
0: in her bathroom, lost the purse. And a good Samaritan contacted her when we got back home and said, uh, uh, sweetie, I found your pocketbook. I found your pocketbook. And my <laughs> wife's like, "What's a pocketbook?" I'm Pock like, <laughs> "That's how you say purse in the Northeast." <laughs> so we got it back minus minus about fifty dollars. Everything
1: was there. Eh, it's a little surcharge. Yeah, I'm sorry. To yeah,
0: sorry to interrupt your. Uh,
1: <laughs> Not at all. You're your part of the story. No, I was gonna say. Oh man, oh, we should talk about work. The um, pocketbook. Uh, pocketbook scanning. The, the, um, uh, no, I was gonna say was that when we're kayaking, uh, it's really cool because if you go up to the sort of muddy edges, when it's a slightly lower tide, you can just dig muscles right out of the mud, like all you want and, yeah. and cook them. It's really good. That's a way, that's a way to avoid the the Boston uh, bathroom situation. I'm gonna, I'm never going back. They should be live. You never know. See now, now we've covered eyeglasses. We've, we've covered uh, potential food poisoning. Yeah. Uh, glasses injuries it's all related if you think about it yeah everything's related you know i think it is Uh, geez i'm okay so i'm really actually fairly underprepared this week but i got two ideas all right we could finally talk about listener brad uh his question about on adjusting to a new baby but i also noticed a mini pattern in addition well let's not even talk about it i don't know what the hell's going on with our email account this week did you have you taken extraordinary measures? <laughs> yes, I did. Holy God! <laughs> oh <laughs> my! God. I don't, did, I mean, like there was one day where I was finally like, I was finally like, "Hey, yeah." And and right like minutes after I said aloud, "Hey," mm-hmm. and, and then I thought to myself, "Why are so many dealings? asking about being on our podcast today in particular did they like issue a new spreadsheet for dipshits how how did this happen today i don't know and then i got the test email from you that you're locking down yeah you've had it too you've Mm -hmm. had it
0: too very much i just i feel like i should have uh done that sooner
1: we did get one that i think we should explore and i really admire this guy's brevity uh, let's see. Uh, he, uh, let me change his name. I'm going to call him, um, uh, Dorcas Malarcas. Hey, my name is Dorcas Malorcas, and I, I read hundreds of books about business finance oh, yes. and many other topics. I'll give my best to deliver lots of value to your audience. Please let me know when we should do it. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Dorcas. Yeah. Okay. Now that one might be organic. And I mean, the subject line is I would like to be on your podcast. The subject line is I would like to be on your podcast, which is good. You know, I admire this guy's hustle.
0: Yeah. I, you know, yeah. the thing for me
1: and I, I know a lot about
0: podcasting and, and mm-hmm. the one thing I, I don't like, know, I like to think I know some things about, podcasting. You, you know, a lot about podcasting, mm. but the, the one thing I don't know anything about intentionally is how to like cross promote aggressively cross promote the podcast. But apparently there is a, there is a, a thinking that is if Merlin, if I come on your podcast then that will help get more people to listen to my podcast. And I generally speaking, I don't think this is true. I don't Mm. think it works or, or if it works, it's so minimal. It's almost like if you just put a sticker on the side of your car that said, listen to my podcast, you're probably going to get more new listeners than being on someone else's podcast and hoping that they cross promote yours. I just don't think that's an effective marketing technique, but according to the volume of email, you would think it works great because it's mm-hmm. what everybody wants is to be on this show. Everyone wants to be on this show.
1: Uh, may I respond? Yes, go ahead. I think um, just based on a couple of things. First of all, I think what you do is, let me pop the stack. I think most of these people have written a book. I don't think it's a podcast. I think most of these, I do have an anecdote about that in a second. But mm-hmm. first, I think most, just judging from what people are saying here, and these these horrible people um, I think what you do is you or your publisher has hired a public relations company, uh, which I used to, I used to think public relations meant like how to be nice to customers, but it's really about trying to get free, you know, publicity, right? That's what it means, right? PR That's what PR is. PR is you want earned media. You want, as they call it, we want, or I, I guess like we want to be covered by you. And so we're going to send out this blast to all of these people who host podcasts or have an email address that we can find related to a podcast and, uh, we're, we're going to, I bet they send out hundreds of these. I'm sure. And, uh, you know, and, and again, the, the, part that's frustrating, I can't speak for Dan. The part that's frustrating for me is I, I, I'm holding Caulfield buddy, you know, c- coming through the rye. I, yeah. I hate fake friendship. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. I, I really hate fake familiarity. I hate unearned familiarity. It really, for some reason, it, it really, it really grinds my gears. Um, I really try not to do that with other people and I despise it when people do it to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had just, just enough tiny bit of micro sub celebrity in this world. Very, very small amount. Just enough to know that like, it sucks to not know who your friends are. And when people pretend to be your pal, they are the worst. They are the worst because they add to that pile of suspicion that like that people around you are not what they appear to be. And that sucks. That's a terrible feeling for whoever you are. Some people like it. They like it when a lady in like uh, thick stockings and like orange shorts pretends to like them while they eat a chicken. Like that's fine. If you want to go get a Hooters experience, that's great. I don't want to be involved in any part of that CF. Right. I am Holden Caulfield. So it really grinds my gears. When we get an email that begins with, Hey, Dan and Merlin. And it's always in that order because they have some spreadsheet that knows who like the primary host is, and it's always the same. And it says, "I was just listening to a recent episode of your Back to Work podcast, and I really enjoyed it. And it makes me think that you would really love to have my client Dorcas Molorkus on to mm-hmm. talk about his new book, 135 Ways to Turbocharge Your CEO Suite." Yeah. So anyway, and can it's, you it's imagine? Really-
0: can you imagine the shows that come as a result of that? That you're like, yes, well, you would be perfect you're, for my on the show. Level that
1: you're playing at, you might be super into that. Ugh, and oh
0: my god! Once you
1: get into that, that Rat King of crappy business entrepreneur growth hack podcast, who knows? I don't know what those guys do. It just seems like it's not even a circle jerk. It's like a spherical jerk. It's just a, it's like a three dimensional ball of handies, and I don't want anything to do with it. With that said, uh, I thought this was interesting. There was a terrible article uh, in the New York Times uh, recently that everybody was talking about. And I don't even want to mention it because I don't think people should read it because it's terrible clickbait from somebody who has no idea what they're talking about. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: But I thought this passage was actually pretty interesting. Um, May I I read this? Go ahead, please. Call Call him cynical. But Jordan Harbinger, host of the Jordan Harbinger Show podcast, thinks there is... A, quote, podcast industrial complex, unquote. Hosts aren't starting shows, quote, because it's a fun niche hobby. Uh, they do it to make money or because it will make them an influencer, which I think is probably true. Yeah. Mr. Harbinger understands the irony of his position. His own podcast, in which he interviews business experts, like all famous people, and gives advice on how to be successful, gets about 250,000 downloads per episode mm-hmm. and brings in multiple seven figures in advertising revenue annually, he said. Having become an oral influencer, he now receives daily requests to appear on other people's shows, but when he informs these hosts that he won't publicize the interview on his show or social feeds, the requests often evaporate. Quote, I'm so out on becoming a part of your marketing plan, unquote. I like that. I do too. It's kind of the reverse version of what we're talking about. I'm so out on becoming a part of your marketing plan. I... I'm very allergic as the youth say it's a mood I'm very allergic to being made a part of somebody's marketing plan it really it really bugs me I I I try super hard not to do that to other people the worst, I think probably the most callow and cynical thing I do today is have a Twitter account where like, here's a show I did. I don't know. I'm not blameless, but like, boy, does that ever bug me. And there's a, there certainly is uh, a smackerel of privilege here to say the least, which is like, I've been fortunate and I was in the right place at the right time. So like people listen to my shows. I don't know why, but they do. And I, I don't think I'm ungenerous about suggesting other people's podcasts that I like. I don't think I'm ungenerous. I mean, like basically if I know you and you ask me to be on your show, I'm totally going to be on your show so i I mean, I don't want to sound like a like a big hypocrite, but boy, to take that making a stranger part of your marketing plan, love that quote to do that by like assuming a level of familiarity that's not true is like it's not as bad as kids in cages by a long shot, yeah, but it's that kind of disingenuousness that makes the internet painful sometimes. It's just small bits of disingenuousness that make us, uh, I want to say trust the medium less. I'm not saying like, I don't have a book to sell about becoming an authentic person, but man, don't do that. Don't be a jerk like that. What a crummy way to be. So, you know, shout out to Jordan Harbinger. I would never listen to a show like that, but I, but I like his game. Did you read that article? It's terrible.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really awful, and I'm I'm. I'm it's fresh
1: It was frustrating. It was very frustrating. Yeah,
0: you know, it's it's the whole thing, and people are if something is wrong on the internet. Someone is wrong on the internet, yeah. and it, it's it really it's just all wrong. It's just all wrong. And Jason
1: Snell, Jason Snell said something in a Slack. What he got? He had several funny quotes about this, but like his his uh, analogy was like um, anybody can start a band in a garage. Have we reached peak music? That's right. You you, you know, can. Oh you my can, God. You, can you, didn't get get signed. you didn't get signed after your first gig. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I feel, no, you know who I feel worse for is that lady in the photograph at the top. The lady, like the lady who is the, like, who probably got next to the, I feel bad for her. Cause she got dragged by this horrible article mm-hmm. and she was made to, to look a fool. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for her cause they have a high quality photo of here and her name. And she is now the poster child for For dingling podcasters, and yeah. like, I think it's a gosh darn shame and you know, shame on the New York Times for publishing this article in this format from somebody so deeply incurious about why people do what they do, what their motivation is, and how they decide to do something that that can turn into a career i'm not i mean I, it's not, it doesn 't affect me. But like, it does affect the people who are going to read this and feel like they know a little bit more about how something works when this is not how something works. Not how
0: something works.
1: And don't don't Twitter me about what is this article. I'm deliberately not linking this. If you don't know what this article is, you don't need to find it, but it's dumb. It was in the New York Times. It was about podcasts, and they can suck a bag of nuts. So, uh, the other thing was you... I feel like we had, I identified another mini pattern apart from dingaling's emailing us, which was about what I will generally call. We had two, at least two emails in the last week or so about how Apple watch and self tracking can cause stress, anxiety, and even panic.
0: Yeah. And you
1: seem like you were interested in talking about that.
0: Yeah. That's fascinating to me. Can
1: Can you drive on this one and I'll jump in?
0: Yeah. Did I put a link? Hold on. Let me see if I'm clicking. I'm
1: trying to see if I put a link in about, that one i didn't you put the only link i saw was the one about why facts don't convince people and that might have been me um okay well basically do you want me to pull up the actual yeah do you do you have it yeah well one is listener david uh was one of many people who sent sent uh, an article either via twitter or email thank you to listeners uh an article that was also in the new york times which i pay for called the sad truth about sleep tracking devices and apps right and it was okay good it was an okay good article a little bit of straw man um not nearly as bad as the podcast article but certainly bring up some very interesting points where like w- what if the data you're getting about s- things like sleep tracking what if that data is on the one hand not accurate mm-hmm. like what if it's not actionable and what what if it's actually harming your sleep by making you sleep less or obs- obsessed about sleep
2: so right, much?
1: right that was one the one Do you was want me to read this the, the, oh it's from de- listener Devin? yeah do you want me to read Devin? Devin, please
0: do. The part of it, okay, I'm I'm skipping. okay?
1: Do we know it's okay? Uh, It's probably okay. Anyway, listener Devin writes.
0: Devin says, I'm skipping the intro part. Yeah. I have a Series 4 Apple Watch that I love and wear constantly. I measure and track everything, sleep, exercise, movement, etc. However, the heart rate feature on the watch has now triggered and or complicated two major panic Uh. attacks for me. In the first instance, the watch woke me up in the middle of the night with a high heart rate notification, and I panicked so badly that I ended up in the ER. I did turn off the notification option after that (laughs) happened. I don't blame you. (laughs) The second time I woke up from my kid having a night terror. And when I glanced at my wrist, the watch didn't seem to be reading a heart rate at all. So I was immediately convinced my heart had stopped beating and I flew into a panic again. Now I do suffer from anxiety. Obviously I meditate. I've gone through mindfulness based stress reduction course twice. I take Lexapro and I see a therapist regularly, but it's been decades since I had a bad panic attack. And now Mm. I've had two in the course of three months. Um, the question, should I, should
1: I just give up the Apple watch?
0: Right. I really enjoy collecting and tracking all the information about my life, but I'm afraid it may also be complicating my anxiety. Have you ever heard of this happening to anyone else. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so, yes, I, I replied to Devin and I said that I would like to talk about this. And this is a part, the part of, of why I have tried twice and failed to get and wear an Apple watch the, there's part of it is I have issues with the Apple
1: watch just in in, in from
0: the concept but of
1: sure you are a, a watch guy like you like mechanical watches a lot
0: I love mechanical watches yes. and wear one every single day I have worn a watch most of my life starting at about age seven uh and i've I've been unable to have much success with the Apple watch for a handful of reasons but one of the things that i i experienced nothing uh, to the extent that, that Devin experienced with having full blown panic attacks. But I definitely understand what he's talking about in the increase of anxiety. For me, it was, I mean, and this is hard to explain for somebody who doesn't have anxiety or doesn't have Mm -hmm. any kind of hypochondria or doesn't have any kind of concerns about their own health or well being in an unhealthy way. Excuse me. But for people who who do have any of those issues at any level, and I do, you know, it's, it's hard to explain it to somebody who's not on that page anyway, but bear with me. Basically, knowing what your blood pressure is or knowing what your heart rate is or knowing something about the inner workings of your body To a lot of people, I think it provides a degree of comfort. Um, I'll I'll use my wife as an example. She goes and gets her blood pressure checked. It's always very good. They always tell her how great it is. So she has no issues about the blood pressure at all. Take my mom as the other extreme. She probably has just fine blood pressure, but when she goes to get it checked, she becomes very nervous and anxious that it's going to be high. Forget whether yeah. it is so she's, high she's, or not. She's there
1: looking for like a deeper level of confirmation, mixed with if I'm speaking for myself here, yeah. In part, but mixed with a sense of dread. about what dread. If it, what if it's what if it's not okay? What if it's not okay? Yeah. Even what? if it's been okay a thousand times, you know, it's like the it's internet phenomenon of like you you don't notice the hundred compliments you get, you notice the one dingling criticism. Really nasty, right. Too. Right. Same thing with that. Like all you're waiting for, like oh, I'm due. For this thing that's going to be my undoing.
0: Right. And because I'll go in and they're going to check it and it's going to be high and they're going to say, oh my God, it's so high. You've got to get on blood pressure medication, but I don't want to be on blood pressure medication. What if there's, what if there are side effects of the blood pressure medication that create another problem? And then I have to get on a medication for that. Back to that, that uh, chain worrying. Yeah. The what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, if? and guess what's going to happen when you start thinking about that? You're going to have higher blood blood pressure. (laughs) And then it will be high. And then you know Mm -hmm. it's going to be high and you know that it's getting higher because you have the anxiety and now it is high and they checked it and all those things you didn't want to happen are happening. So I don't even want to know what my blood pressure is. I don't even want to know if I have blood pressure. I don't want to know how (laughs) blood pressure works. I don't want the cuff tightening around me. Uh Well, all of this extends to things like. Pulse and heart rate too. Why is my heart rate? What if it is high? Do I want something checking it? Why was it high before? Did it go down? Is it going down? Does it mean I have a problem? And this poor guy got woken up at night because he was probably having some dream where he's you know, running a marathon in his dream and it's stressing him out. And now all of a sudden it's high and now you have this watch telling you it's high. That for me, combined with the sort of anxiety inducing notifications mm-hmm. were a big part of the reason why the watch didn't work for me. And so I can tell you, Devin, you are absolutely not alone in this. And mm-hmm. my, res- my response is, get a mechanical watch and wear that
1: instead and sell this one. because way, it- the, worst, the worst anxieties you're going to have with a mechanical watch are, I hope I don't damage it. Right. And I'm probably a little obsessed about wondering if the time's precisely right. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's but it. that's pretty good. That, that's a lot, that's a lot <laughs> less than. All I heard was the generic notification noise. Right. You know, is, is, it, is it slack? Or did my kid die in a fire? Right. Or has my mm-hmm. heart stopped? That—that's where I really feel what Devin's saying is the, um, again, back to that idea of signal to noise. Yeah. Like you know, I'm constantly scanning. We talked about that in the um, muscle of worry episode and many others. But I'm, I, I've, I've left to my own devices. I am constantly scanning the horizon for the next potential threat, whether I like it or not. And it's—it's it's stupid. And uh, as you said, it's very difficult to uh, explain, let alone defend to a. I've never used this phrase to talk about to a neurotypical person. That seems like a very odd thing. And along the lines of, well, why don't you just stop doing that? Which, you know, is a very understandable response. But as you've gone through with your three letter diagnosis, there is a cycle to these things where one is looking for confirmation that everything is okay, but it's essentially like drinking emotional salt water where every time you try to check to make sure the burner's off, it only makes it better for like a microsecond. And then that resets the clock. Like if you have OCD, or in my case, anxiety, which are way more related, big Venn diagram stuff. Oh, with yeah. With OCD oh, and yeah. anxiety and, I, I, and depression. That's the thing. It's I, never, I never thought of myself as a person who could be depressed because I thought, if I'm anxious, how could I be depressed? And it's like, well, sit down, buddy, because that's a huge side effect of depression. And I never realized it. Um, but but to, to, this case, to your case and to Devin's case, I, I man, I so agree. Um, so, so just to, to hop in real quick here, um, I think it's it's intellectually valuable to, to do the kind of thing that Devin is doing here in describing this. It's intellectually very valuable to say, okay, I'm going to take a step up um, and I'm going to try and look rationally at this thing that is clearly irrational. Like, I'm going to try and, like, put on my smart person hat for a minute and, like, look at my situation um, the way that an intelligent friend would talk to me about this. And that's when you, in that moment, you can very, at least momentarily, I mean, unless you're really certifiable with something that a couple pills a day is not going to help, you have the ability to slip into a very rational mode like a I guess like second order thinking or whatever it's called, where you can stop for a minute and like just really actually think about what's going on. Not, not, just, not just ride the waves of your madness, but to really <laughs> stop and look at it and go, you know, I got this thing because I was, I got, one of the reasons I got this watch was because, yeah, it's cool. I also wanted it because it would help me track something that I have a concern about, which is, I think, pretty rational, I think what you start to run up against, though, where it does get complicated is what you are describing, which is like, okay, so I got this for that reason. Is it serving that purpose for me? And in this case, I might want to make the case that it's really, it's not serving the original purpose. The original purpose is I have a casual interest in seeing how my, this this particular health condition, whether that's sleep or exercise or whatever is going. Um, But to state the somewhat obvious, which is what some of us need, if that is causing you stress, if you're trying to reduce stress by tracking things that cause stress and the tracking of the things that cause stress are increasing your stress, that's pretty definitely something to look at. Yeah. To state the obvious. But I think it's not obvious because if you're a scanner of horizons, title, part of what you do is you're waiting for any signal that you can detect. You're sitting there with the radio, this static, cranked all the way up, listening for a human voice, to help you either have relief for a minute, or to experience the inevitable terribleness that you're pretty sure is out there, and again with stuff like panic attacks, just thinking about panic attacks can give people a panic attack. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that here, but no, like, it's true. Like in that book that I really like, where the guys talking about people who were like, well, "This woman can't get on a plane because she has this entire scenario, basically predicted her future. She knows that she will have she will be on a plane." She will have a panic attack. The panic attack will give her a heart attack. She will be embarrassed and then die. Mm-hmm. She's seen the way that she will die. Let's put it that way. Right. So, so if you are neurotypical and you understand, I understand, why, why don't you just stop worrying? Think of it differently. Think of it instead of like you've given yourself, you've either accepted or created a curse for yourself that you have seen how you will die. In that case, she thinks what I just described, I'm going to get on the plane, panic attack, heart attack. Mm-hmm. Embarrassment, death. In that order is how I will die. Isn't that horrible? Now imagine this. Now imagine you have like thirty-five of those. Right. Where like you imagine going to Hayes Valley to get glasses. You got that death worked out and the embarrassment that will directly precede it. Right. So anyway, I'm I'm, I'm kind of mostly venting for myself at this point, but I I really feel you, Devin. Um, that 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 really does suck, and it sounds like you're trying to do all of the right things, but I think the the somewhat. Well, the two there's two levels to the answer here, which is if you really, really do love the watch, um, and you can avoid cheating, I would turn off a lot of notifications. Um, and I but the thing is, my gut is, Devin, that you are still going to feel a very strong, if you like, compulsion to check that stuff out.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Um, you know, and the and potential the is that it's there, a watch.
0: like like the idea that you could just turn it on and maybe you're just kind of wondering and you know, did it get enabled by accident? Is it going right now? Is it gonna send me that notification? I I just I feel like you know you, like uh like our our a our friend of the show Horst Dead, you often says is what are you hiring the the thing to do? What are you hiring that by buying it? What are you hiring that watch to do? Wow. Well, that's good. you know it's whatever you're hiring it to do. It sounds like it's doing a bad job of those things. And if yeah, like it's it's become the boss. It has you, become you the hired boss. it.
1: You hired it to be a thing that would that would be a, a servant for your health. But instead it now I'm the captain now. Right. Watch. Right.
0: Yes. And I mean that's the kind of thing that that when I think about that, I would think, well, if you've if you've hired this thing to make your life easier and less stressful, then it's it has failed at its job and you should fire it. <laughs> you know? Right. And I mean that's that's the thing. It's like if 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 this is creating that much Stress for you. I don't know. I never would have put it back on after it woke me up in the night telling me that I was having, you know, if, if it wasn't a legitimate problem. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of people who wear these watches and they are telling them about legitimate health issues that they should know about and maybe saving lives like that's possible. So those people who don't also have an anxiety component to their issue maybe are better off with it than the people who. You know, like I would say to this guy, Devin, I would say, do Do you have or have you had heart issues? Is anyone in your family had heart issues? If the answer is mm-hmm. no, then maybe not wearing the watch would be better for you. But if you do or, or have- ask,
1: Or ask your physician. Ask or your ask, physician ask, if ask you a need it. Ask nurse practitioner, whoever. Ask somebody in the health field. Maybe right. do, this is what John Syracuse calls the XY problem, which is like, you ask me a question about X, but you're really looking for a solution for Y. Uh, why, why the letter? Mm-hmm. Um, so you could go to somebody who's a, medical practitioner and say like, well, the, the why, <laughs> that's so good. The why is that like, um, I have concerns about the following. How should I address that? Instead of going in and saying like, which Apple watch app should I get to track my blood pressure? That's a different question. And it may not be solving your actual problem. Very good point. Okay. So, um, we should wrap soon. Oh, okay. Did you have something? You didn't have something. Nah. Okay. Um, so I have a quick, a quick, a quick note. A somewhat defensive sounding note and a small suggestion. Uh, the quick, quick and defensive sounding note is, um, I, I, I take the advisement of people who say, "meh," like you shouldn't do this stuff. Stop tracking your sleep. It's stressing you out and you suck. Well, okay, fine. You, you don't know that you wrote an article and then you wrote a different article about a different thing. You, you're a, you're a, you're a tourist in this probably like so many of these things. And that's kind of my beef also with that podcast article is mm-hmm. when, when tourists arrive and a day after getting their hair braided, decide they've gone native. So, okay. So I get it. You, you, you write for a blog and now you're at the New York times. And so you have insight about this. Okay, fine. You did an interview. Move on to the next thing. Um, don't assume my intentions in this writer of that article who is not addressing me directly. What I am interested in, what I want is I want the same thing out of podcast download data. That I do, I want that I want podcast uh, data and health data. I'm really looking for the same thing. I'm not looking for a precise number from any of these things. I'm looking for trend lines. So my short term thing is I'm looking for trend lines. It's like they say when you want to lose weight, get on the. In my case, I have a Wything scale, which I think I think they got bought it back from Nokia. This Wythings again? But mm-hmm. anyhow, I I don't even pay that. I'm not really paying a ton of attention to. I'm not paying a ton of attention to what the number is today. I'm interested in the trend line. You know, in right. that one case, if you're trying to lower your your, uh, your BMI, your fat, the weight, whatever it is you want to do, like, I don't know, you want a better horoscope, just try a little every day. There's no, there's no need to have a scale. This sounds very privileged. There's no need for a scale to necessarily be something that freaks you out and makes you sad. If it freaks you out and makes you sad, like maybe you should stop weighing yourself. But if you do want to see a trend line, get on it every day, whether you feel like it or not, and then move on with your life. What's, you know, what's the next thing? Okay. And don't think about the scale again. Like if you can. Now, if you can't, then you shouldn't have a scale. Okay. (laughs) But I'm looking for a trend lines and weight is actually one of the least interesting things to me. Uh, But with sleep, I am interested in the trend line. Yeah. I'm interested in the trend line, um, in the short term, just to say, like, hmm, if I'm feeling better or worse, I wonder if there's a casual correlation that I could see. Now, even if that's plus or minus 20%, that's still going to be a huge difference over time. So the long-term trend line is crazy interesting to me. As I've said before, I can tell you right now, this is the month when I take the fewest steps. Because my kid goes to camp, so I'm not, I'm not walking to school and back with her, like I have historically, Right. I'm usually taking a lift to go pick her up from camp. So this is the month when I get the, it's also kind of a little bit chilly out. It's the, it's when I get the fewest steps. And I, I, I could have intuited that, but it was really interesting to see with three or four years of data. There's, that's absolutely true. There absolutely is a correlation in the same way that historic weather information becomes very useful. That doesn't make me stressed about the weather. The weather is what it is. But it's very interesting to know that it's going to be 52 every day, and that, that's good to know. The other part of this somewhat defensive note is I'm very interested in what can be done with this data in the future. So part of the reason I'm doing this, this is a longitudinal long-term study about myself that may be useful in the future for me. And that's why I do that. So with that aside, I hope I don't sound too defensive, but, you know, it's the tourists and the braids. They bug me. Um, now here's my suggestion to you. Uh, this is something I have found useful. I personally, uh, don't get super stressed out about sleep data, but I was paying more attention to it than I needed to. And I realized that a few months ago, it was not causing me stress, but I did realize that here's a funny thing because it did involve some anxiety, maybe one or two. So you think about something where you are doing self-tracking, you really want all the data. You don't want missing days you don't even want missing hours right because oh man that screws up that day not just about sleep but like whatever it is if you have a again if you have a podcast you don't want an outage for three weeks you didn't know about so if you're anxious about that what do you do you check <laughs> and so i found myself more often than i needed to the first thing i did in the morning was open my my sleep apps plural and make sure they all got the data why I don't know, because that's, that's the problem. Why was I doing that? Well, on a few occasions, it, maybe I slept on my arm wrong. But for whatever reason, sometimes the data wouldn't go. And I go, oh, boo. But just those couple occasions where it didn't get the data led me to check more often than I needed to. And that's a word you'll appreciate, checking. Yeah, very like, much, very you much. You know, checking. Oh, it's yeah. a form of scanning the horizon. Mm-hmm. So that was crazy. Um, and here's the, the incredibly simple thing that, that I did. And I, I don't know if this will be useful to Devin or anyone else. But what I said to myself was, you know, you know, rationally that you don't care that much about exactly how many hours of deep sleep you got. Like what, as I like to say to myself, what will I do differently? If I have that information, what will I do differently today? It governs a lot of what I decide to do in life is, okay, if if this following thing happens, what will I do differently? If I know, as we said before, if I know the exact materials, composition, and construction of the laptop keyboard that Apple will release at some point, (laughs) when I learn that to a certainty, what will I do differently on that day? If your answer is, I'll buy it or not buy it, that's super useful. If your answer is, oh, I'll ruminate on it more, maybe that's not the healthiest thing. So here's what I did. I said, you know, you know, rationally, I said to myself, self, you know, rationally that you don't care as much about this as the amount of time and attention you're paying uh, to it would, would suggest. So what I said to myself was, let's just start with a real simple one, which is how about from now on, buddy, when you wake up in the morning, something, here's something so simple. It's no longer the first thing you do in the morning. So I talked myself through it and I said, it's okay if data Mm -hmm. gets dropped, Mm -hmm. you're going to be fine. You're Mm -hmm. not going to do anything differently. What are you going to do? Maybe you, I mean, you know how, you know, a good way to know if you need a nap, you're tired. Like that's a real good way to know if you need a nap. (laughs) I don't need to do a goddamn thing. If it didn't get the data, there's no need to check. Okay. So we go to the next level down or next level up, I guess. Curiosity. I'm just curious how it went. You know what, buddy? You really, it's interesting that you're curious about that, but you know what? You don't really need to do that. What would you do differently if that curiosity paid off in an interesting way? The cat meowed. I woke up. The cat meowed again. I woke up. Can't change any of that. And so what I said to myself was simple first step. um, No longer have that be the first thing you check in the morning. I mean, there's so many benefits for that. One is I don't feel the need to, while I'm still in bed, I've just turned on KQED and the lights. And first thing I do is pick up my phone and see how I slept. I don't need to do that. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, now I, I've done that long enough for a few weeks that I usually forget to check and everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah. There, was no, there was no Wolverine in my cutlery drawer. Nothing jumped out at me. Everything was fine. The sleep data is there. I'm not doing anything differently. I'm not super less interested in the data, but I'm super less interested in being upset about checking the data. So that would be one suggestion, uh, Devin, is to like figure out, again, XY problem. Talk to a doctor. I'm not a physician. Have you considered LegalZoom? Like go talk to somebody about what it is you're really trying to accomplish. It sounds like if you're getting Lexapro, you have um, an MD that you're working with. I would talk to that person. About this specifically, which I'm guessing you probably have, but I would get down to particulars and say like, here's the why that I'm trying to solve, but I keep bumping up against this X that gives me a panic attack. So how do I address that? Don't make it about the watch, make it about the why that you're solving rather than the X that you're feeling. I did a face swap last night that I would like to send to you. Okay, please do. May I? I'm ready, ready to receive it. There he is. Look at that. So I did, my whole family did face swaps with my daughter's American Girl doll. I'm pretty (laughs) happy with how it turned out. Uh, (laughs) Uh,
0: Horrific. Absolutely horrific. Eldritch horror. Oh my God. It's the worst thing. I that needs to be show art.
1: That needs to be show art. Please do not the one I'm going to send you of my daughter. Please do not make show art. No, but of course not. Um, I can't decide. I can. I keep going back and forth on what I love more. Do I love Kit's face <laughs> on my head? <laughs> it's the little doll, the ang- <laughs> the angry little doll that I think I love the most.
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Please make this no one of me. Please make that the show art.
0: Oh my god, I love it. I what do you absolutely think? Now, gonna, love I'm it. I'm thinking
1: I want to go in an experiment to where my face is much further away than the doll's face. Oh, so that it's a really tiny really little face tiny. on there. Wouldn't that be some a tiny angry face on the little? Oh my doll? god, that's amazing. And no, don't email me. I deleted the face app. This is with the app called Masquerade. I don't know if it's going to Putin, but I'm not going to worry about it and I'm not going to check.
0: I don't care either.
1: This one's going straight in the straight in the in the museum, the Hall of Fame. I think, think so.
0: It's a good one.
1: Listen to Brad. I'm sorry we have not gotten to your question. It, at this point, your your child's going to be going to college by the time we talk about this. But um, I think uh, I think we've helped a lot of people today, Dan. I know we have. You want to button this up?
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. I love you. Love you too, Merlin man.